Welcome back, Raptors and basketball fans. Ba here from Nothing But Miss, and I'm excited to tell you that season two is back underway. I'm fired up. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Of course, my co-host Melk is going to be with me every episode. We're going to have some special guests, some new funny segments along. I'm fired up. This episode, we finally get to start talking about the Raptors, the great Scotty Barnes, that 75th anniversary NBA team controversy, and more. By the way, Stay till the very end for a special because we've got a great local artist, Eastgate, and his new single, Smithereens, is going to be played at the end. So find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can find us. Peace. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. How is it going, everyone? This is Bob, the one co-host of this show, Nothing But Miss. We're back for season two. I'm fired up. This is my co-host, Melky. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) It feels so good to be back. How many times have I said the word back? I enjoyed my hot girl summer. (laughs) Did not practice uh, my free throws or my dribbling. Having said that. Let's just take it to the hardwood, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it. So because of this momentous occasion, you and I season two, we talk about basketball non-fucking-stop, man. Besides hockey and all the others in football, like this is just up there, one of our loves. I've got a little bit of a surprise for you, and that surprise is episode one titled The Scotty Barnes Show <laughs> in honor of you because if everybody remembers from last season, we're going to touch on this quick. We both weren't happy. Melk was a lot less happy than I was when the Raptors drafted fourth overall Scotty Barnes instead of Jalen Suggs, who we both wanted. Um, But Scotty Barnes, I got to tell you, man, he's on fire. He's everything we wanted and more because the Toronto Raptors right now as of recording are six and three, just beating the Washington Wizards, who we should be playing multiple times. Uh, Some big performances, but. How are you feeling at the start of the season, Mel? And let's hear for Scotty Barnes. Has have have you turned? Foot in the mouth. <laughs> Foot in the mouth completely. I love. I it. was wrong about this kid. He is everything, if not even more than I thought he'd be. He's only getting better. He just, you know what? It's more impressive. What? The poise that <gasps> he has on the court, the vision he has on the court. I'm going to say this right now. He's already better than Draymond Green, and that's who he's being compared to. I I don't disagree with you. Like, his game, just the Raptors' defensive game at whatever, nine games in, is pretty incredible. Like, this 6'9 wingspan experiment is working because they're just blocking everybody out. Scotty Barnes, uh, I'm just all aboard the hype train. Like, Like, let's go. This guy... Masai apparently Melky knows more than you and I. I didn't realize that, I guess, but who knew that's why <laughs> the guy has the job. Who would have thought that the guy who uh made the Kawhi Leonard trade and won us a title would know more than you and I? Yeah. <laughs> who okay, would've... so so speaking of him, just a, a quick little overview for fans. Obviously, you guys are Raptor fans if you're listening, is uh a little bit of change going into this season. A little bit of change. Hall of Famer Kyle Lowry, the GOAT, is gone in a sign-and-trade package with Miami. We'll get into Goran in a little bit, but that guy's gone. 
Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, Prince just needs to find his way. He is struggling a little bit. Nurse has confirmed as much, but Kyle Lowry's gone. We draft fourth overall, Scotty, Scotty Barnes, which we just talked about. Masai resigns. Gary Trent resigns. Like, we still got Nick Nurse. I mean, uh, Pascal is starting to say all the right things finally. So, uh, and, and then I guess most importantly, and it almost feels like a fever dream, but the Raptors are home. Like we have home court advantage again, which Toronto Raptor fans know about. Like we were playing in Tampa and shit. Like what the hell was that last year? It was a wasteland and you nailed it right on the head. We are home. I think that's the biggest X factor to this team being able to play in front of our home fans, our city. We're the six for a reason. We Nobody does it better than us fan wise. I don't care what you say. NBA. I agree. Uh, it's just amazing, and it. I, I'm sure the players feel it more, knowing that they can go in day in and day out on the home court and put up the best uh, effort and have the fans cheer them night in and night out. It's an amazing, wonderful thing. Fans rile you up. I don't care what you say. They make a huge difference in terms of energy, and we have it back. So I thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing to have it back at i guess we'll call it the scotia bank which it is now <clears throat> but it but it makes a huge difference and it makes a huge difference for this team and you can see it on the court production and and by the way we're just going to get right back into scotty barnes because from the summer this guy did all the right things as soon as he landed in toronto and, and we talked about it in the pod and it was some of the positives we were talking about was those intangibles the heart the locker room character guy the fact that and i think we we brought it up or maybe i brought it up but that his shooting <laughs> at the shooting at the Raptors development or scouting camp, he looked night and day different. And that's who we're seeing on the court right now, Malk. Like we were warned about this guy shooting that it was years away. It doesn't seem like years away. No, it seems like minutes away. He um, he's dedicated. If you look at him. Uh, when it comes to his heart and his tenacity, he wants to be the best. And it's been a long time since I've seen that on a Raptors team. Like, besides, like, Larry, Larry was the leader. He didn't necessarily was the best. Like, DeMar had, like, the better skill, but Larry was the heart and soul. Shout out to so, DeMar, Chicago Ball. Oh, man, yeah. the Bulls. So we'll get into that later. Uh, but, like, it's been a long time since, like, Vince Carter and Chris Bosh, where we've had a guy that wants to be the best. And I think... This kid's mindset, his mental toughness, he's on the right track. And with our developmental development, uh, developmenting team, that's a tongue twister. Sorry, folks. Uh, It's only going to get better. We have the best when it comes to developing. Nurse is going to nurture him uh, and make sure he gets the best out of him. And Scotty's going to make sure he gets the best out of Toronto. And the city is going to embrace him. And they've already fallen in love with him. Oh, yeah. So, So it's a match made in heaven. I was wrong. I thought Jalen Suggs, like, and Suggs is a good player. Um, that Orlando game where you saw them go back and forth, it was pretty close. It's just Scotty Barnes has so many more weapons to his arsenal. And he's, he, you know what? It was a great pick by Masai. So my hat is tipped to you, buddy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, <clears throat> everybody preaches it. We've talked about it. Just the basketball IQ, his vision on the floor, the way he, 
just even defensively too, just intercept passes, the way that he's keeping balls inbound. It's just like those small things. And obviously it's the stuff that coaches fall in love with. Like you're right. This guy is doing all the right things and he's backing it up with his play. Um, But you know what? Six and three, he can't do it alone as a rookie. So we're going to do a quick shout out also to the team besides Pascal, who's injured right now. And I think maybe Yuda as well. Um, Your depth chart right now. (laughs) Well, on paper, Gore (laughs) Drastic starter. Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi, Precious Etchua. I'm butchering that name. But, you know, we got Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, Chris Boucher. And a uh, little shout-out I want to say as a player is Kem Birch. Man. Birch three, new nickname. That guy looks the calming, patience type of play he brings on the floor. I'm loving this guy. It's the quiet toughness. He just – you need those glue guys. I yeah. just know what to do. He's yeah. been around the block, local Canadian guy too, which is even better. And I, we both advocated to bring him back because when he came over from Orlando, like Orlando is a fucking wasteland. That's, that's almost where careers go to die. I'm sorry. And him coming over rejuvenated him. It gave him a spark. He's in front of like his home country. And he just does the little things that don't even add up on the statute, but it's so vital for this team and he's a soldier and he's a great soldier and I'm glad he's on our team. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Uh, shout out uh, Fred. Fred is a heart and soul guy. We all know that. And, and he's showing that, I mean, this team, uh, I've just been really impressed with the team play. Like this is, this is Maasai basketball and Nick nurse is the perfect coach for this team. I'm never going to doubt Maasai again. I am actually sorry. When did you? I doubted him with the pick. I mean, I've never doubted his basketball mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's a genius. Like, he, let's let's face it. There's a reason New York and other places wanted him. Yeah. But, like, grabbing Barnes and seeing that, hey, the game is actually evolving into something else besides the three-point shot. Big ups to him. Big ups to Bobby Webster. Big ups to the entire Raptors family. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's pretty like like just looking now at their schedule to the Raptors. So we played the Wizards, obviously, but but the Knicks one thirteen to one hundred four, yep. Pacers ninety seven ninety four, Magic like you said the game for one ten one hundred nine, Pacers one eighteen one hundred, Bulls we lost one eleven one away when Demar came into town, um, <laughs> and we're gonna we'll talk about him later when we talk about the general NBA scary but, team man yeah scary and, team. And, and a team that obviously I think is fucking falling apart, though, Boston Celtics. We beat them as well, man. And, like, uh, this team is is showing against not just, just shit teams, but at the start that I, I think there's a real discussion around the league that, um, you know, they're going to be a serious threat every single night. They're going to work hard. That's, yeah. that's the thing that stood out to me is they might not have the flashiest names, yeah, but they're going to work hard. Uh, Nick Nurse and the, the coaching staff will make sure they hustle on every play. They scrap, they, you know, fight for claw for every ball. They are going to compete every night. And you're seeing it right now off the jump six and three. I did not expect them to go six and three. And it's actually a nice segue to our expectations of the team. You took but it right yeah. out of my mouth. You took it right yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> I did not expect this. They look great. They're getting scoring from Everyone, everyone possible. Everyone was doing like, especially Gary Trent. Woo, 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 woo. I told, I said when we traded Norm, I'm like, we're getting rid of Norm, who's 
been a great player for us, but you're gaining a potential superstar. Yeah. And that's why you make that trade. So having said that, I still have this team at 40 and 42. I have them in the 10th spot. So they're in the play-in. And they're going to compete. Like I said, this team, teams are going to hate playing against us. Especially when Pascal comes back, there's, there's just even more length added to the team. The problem is you're, you're a young team. Yeah. And although, like, yes, uh, OG and Pascal and Freddie are your vets, but they're young vets. They're, they're, they're not even in their 30s. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle. They're going to fight and claw. I hope I'm wrong. I honestly, you know what? I hope they get like a top six spot. But it, I think it's going to be very hard this season. Look out for them two years from now. Whew. Yeah. Two years from now, this team oh, is going to be scary. Scary good. But as of right now, I have them a couple games under 500 in that 10 spot. So it's going to be a successful season just because there's no real expectations. Drogage is going getting out the door. He needs to go quickly. He's just a detriment to the team. And there's a reason he's not playing. And my breakout player is Gary Trent. Yeah. I, I mean, as much as you love length, you need shooting. And he's the best shooter on the team. He's poised to to have a career year. He he's already what second in steals. Yeah. I didn't expect him to play defense, dude. He's under. I was sending you those fucking memes yeah. about him. The Gary like this guy, and and he won me over as soon as the trade. Like we were yeah. both saying that, and yet I will totally give you the vote there. What you were saying when we traded Norm, you were on that wagon. So, um, I'm pretty much in complete agreement with you it's kind of funny i was going to bring up my papers and laugh to you i was just going to ask you like (laughs) what are your thoughts yeah so i've got them 10th as well i've got them in the play-in actually which is funny and i was wrestling between 39 and 40 wins and i went 39 because they're expected fans before you hate on us for being under 500 they're expected is 36 and a half wins on the season yeah and in saying that it took detroit 41 to get into the playoffs. The East has only gotten better, everyone. I hate to tell you this. And we're going to talk power rankings later. So Melky is completely right when he says that it is going to be a very, very challenging battle all season. But I think the Raptors are in for a good fight. And you're right. I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. Like there could be some crazy things. Like Boston seems like it could possibly be imploding. Uh Philadelphia is possibly the biggest wild card in the entire NBA. Who knows with that organization what they're actually going to do this year? Um I think the top three are completely locked up. We'll talk about yeah. that later. But we we have the same three. And then so so do I think that they could move definitely to seventh, eighth? Yeah. Maybe the Knicks start falling behind. Maybe a a lot of people I was, you know, watching ESPN and and first taking all this stuff, preparing for the show with you over the last few weeks. And is Atlanta for real? Was that just a fluke because of the weird seasons? You know, so I do have them 39 wins. They're going to be 10 playing very strong. And uh, my breakout player of the year is Scotty fucking Barnes. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you why, because I think he's a serious, serious consideration for rookie of the year. Right now, he's number one in rookie scoring. Yes. So 
he just does everything. And the thing is, he does things that you won't see on the stat sheets either. Exactly. Exactly. So it I, makes me more valuable. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's funny, too, because like I was saying, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I originally wanted Gary Trent. Like I've been on the Gary Trent hype train. I'm sending you all those memes, whatever. But this this kid completely won me over. And I, I you know what? I'm not going to pretend because you can go back. It's recorded. I was not a fan of not taking Suggs, but I was willing to give this kid a chance because, you know, I'm a blue collar Toronto Canadian fan. Like most of us <laughs> Raptors, like we just love heart. Like that's, that's the thing about this city. Toronto's a big city, but when you come here, we want you to play like we're a small blue collar town in a way and not the white collar. So we love heart. And this guy brings it. I think he's going to be the breakout of the year and, and he's going to show, why you're right that in two years three years you better fucking watch out especially with some of the retirements and injuries and different things coming along in the years like toronto's gonna be and, and we've got Masai long haul that was i every single episode i asked that question to you what's going on with Masai? should we be worried should we be worried it's getting december january february march so i'm and, and you're right again i mean i'm gonna keep pumping your tires this episode but low ex, <laughs> low expectations like complete low expectations. I didn't have them making the playoffs. No, I but didn't. after preseason and after the start to the season, and and actually just like finally kind of getting back all as well. Now that they were home in the summer, we were more following the team closely. Like it felt like they were back and everything was back to normal. Just seeing all the Instagram posts and all that stuff, all the on Reddit, whatever. So let's go. I, I have them tenth. It's going to be a struggle, and I hope for more. But yeah. Similar expectations. I'm not shocked. <laughs> um, okay, what what else do you want to add for the Raptors? Are, are we ready to move on yet? Because, I mean, I, we can pump the tires a, a long time. Like, we just did expectations. Obviously, there's – there's. how do you want to do this? Team predictions was pretty much wrapped into it. Well, let's uh, – let me ask you this. Um, is there a trade – Let's just let's just say the Raptors actually exceed expectations and they're fighting for that sixth, seventh, or let's say sixth or fifth spot. Because basically, if you're in the play-in, anything can happen, right? It's a one-game play-in. So if they're battling for that, is there a trade you see they can make with? Because they have a lot of depth, especially at the forward spot. I know, with like everyone basically being six foot nine, six foot eight, six foot nine. Is there a trade they can make that could push them over the hump and maybe make them, I wouldn't say like a championship contender, but a threat in the playoffs? I was wondering about this too, and I was going to say that, that that might be a kind of a difference maker where we're out of the play and if, if, you know, Masai pulls some magic at the trade deadline or even before. And then I'm wondering, like, what's the position? I guess what, point guard? Because Goran's out the door. Um, so then really who who's available like that's that's kind of the like like otherwise you know Pascal is going to be back so we'll have Pascal OG Fred and right now I mean Precious is uh the starting center but we got actually, Chris Kemper actually you you just said something that actually um that gave me goosebumps Pascal's coming back in they said 2 weeks right yeah who goes to the bench so your starters right now are Freddie, Gary Trent, Barnes, uh, OG, OG Barnes, and I think Ken Birch took over for Precious. Yeah. 
Pascal's obviously going to start. There's no way he's coming off the bench unless like they're tinkering and they're like, okay, we'll give you limited minutes, come off the bench to start. But when he's ready, who's going to the bench? Man, because I'm looking at the raw, like the depth chart now. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. See, because you could maybe move Fred to, to point and then that opens up and you could keep Gary. So I think, oh, you can't take out Barnes. So is it Gary? Then I think Gary should start. And I was actually pissed that Drogage got the start uh, yeah. in the first two games because they Gorin, wanted to see what they have with him. That was I, all that. And, and I understand that, but you could still have him as a six man. Yep. Dude, but I, I think Trent is. Well, he's not going to be here longer. He hasn't played in what, three or four games now? Three games, yeah. Even five games or whatever it is. And he deserves to be on the bench for what he said. So karma's a bitch. But Gary Trent deserves a start. I'm sorry. You need you need a guy who can just flat out go off whenever. And not a guy like off the bench. You need a two guard that and he plays defense. I had no idea how great his defense was. And you got Freddie at the point, you got Gary at the two spots. So there's your two guards. OG or Barnes. I think Barnes is playing the three and OG's at the four. You can interchange that and then Kem's at the five. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go to the bench. So does Kem go to the uh, bench and you move uh, Pascal at the center? But it's more like it's just a bunch of forwards running down the floor. Do you move Barnes? You can't take Barnes. I'm sorry. The way Barnes is playing right now. That's what I'm saying. That was one. I was going to say he was going to be one of my few options with Gary, but you can't. You can't. And you can't take OG off because it's a loyalty thing. And you signed him to that deal because you see him as a piece, a piece in, in, in the future. So. And you're definitely not taking Fred off. Fred is the leader. He's the vocal leader and the leader in in the locker room. So he's there's no way you're taking Fred out. So then it is either Trent or Kem. That's the way I see it. Until like Barnes maybe like isn't as hot. I just what do you do in that case? Yeah, that that's actually such a difficult question because because you're right, he doesn't deserve it. But I go back to Trent. Because it's almost yeah. like you need Birch on the floor at that position. So uh, just with the way our team is designed, that's that's fucked. Yeah, I've, like so. I guess I go back to my original. I guess it would be it would be Gary unless unless Barnes does regress and you don't want him to be as in the spotlight or anything. But but the way he's playing now, you can't. So yeah, I guess it's Gary. But I don't know. It could be a rotational thing. Yeah, I think I'd have to at this point until. Like someone gives you a reason to have him play, come on. Play who's hot. I guess yeah. that, I guess. And you know what? I have faith too in, in Nick's uh, roster. Like the way he designs the team day, uh, game in, game out. So, well, which is why, which brought me to my other question. Okay. If there's a trade you need to make to bolster yeah. this team, because you have a huge plethora of forwards, yeah. of six, nine, six, eight guys, plus Gordon. You know, Gordon's gone. Like you, you need to that contract's coming out the books. And yeah, folks, we're not going to be getting that special player for Goran. Don't no, no, no. He would be a part <laughs> of that. no, but he'd be a part of a package, right? Like yeah. it would. So I'm trying to think, like, who would push the needle, so to speak? But you know what? Don't answer that now. Okay. Let's wait. Okay. Let's wait until like maybe two episodes from now. Yeah. Or good three. call. Good call. Good call. Because it's. Yeah, you can't. Really, I don't even want to say anybody with the way. <laughs> playing either 
no need, no need. Let's uh, let's uh, switch to another team. Okay, so folks, we are going to be switching, but just a little recap: six and three. The Raptors are buzzing, and it is a great time to be a Raptors fan because we all believe the plan. Like literally within five years, I think we're going for another ship. I, it's very possible this team's competing in the next two or three years. Done, done. Okay, so we're going to move on to a little bit of individual talk. We're going to get into kind of teams a bit later, but we're going to start off with two big scenarios that have been all over the basketball world. And the first one is quickly Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie, the Hold basketball. On. Hold uh, on, before you, <laughs> let me see if this works. Okay. <laughs> Oh boy. Don't hear anything. One more team. Nope. No, not then. Okay. Not then. Okay. Complete Sorry, radio. It, it was the dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, so because Kyrie Irving doesn't believe in the vaccination and doesn't have it. Uh, he's no longer really a part of the Brooklyn Nets going forward. As of now, he's not playing. He hasn't started Steve Nash and the rest of the team has pretty much come out and said as such that uh, they're playing without him in mind and without their game plans and they're moving forward. So Melky, uh, how do you feel about Kyrie and his situation right now? And the, the next step in a long line of decisions Kyrie makes for Kyrie. He's a selfish jerk. Kyrie is for Kyrie. This whole cause, this whole um, political stance against the vaccine or this Malcolm X wannabe, it is not for the people. He doesn't care about the people. He's doing this because he was promised an exemption. And unfortunately, the Nets don't control the city of New York. And mandates are mandates, and they're mandates for a reason. So Kyrie is a selfish prick who decided, I'm not going to get the vaccine because I don't want to. And Kyrie's used to getting what he wants. And right now he's not getting it because the Nets have no control over that. So Kyrie decides, I'm going to say, I'm going to take a political stance and, and say it's for the people that are losing their jobs based on this vaccination. That is a bunch of bullshit because where were you five months ago before these mandates came out? You didn't say anything about the people then. So you don't care about them. You're full of shit. You need to take your basketball and stay the fuck home. <laughs> okay, so really no feeling whatsoever on the situation. Nah, very little. <laughs> yeah, Unfortunately for Kyrie, um, this is mandate and you work for a business essentially and they are going to give you rules. And if you're not going to follow, this is what's going to happen, all politics aside. So you're right. Kyrie is used to getting his way and all this based on, you know, this vaccine. And Aaron Rodgers now is kind of similar situation in the NFL. It's just divas. Yeah, Kyrie. You know what, if, if this was the one thing and this was his one stance, fine, maybe. But like I said before, you said your piece. It's just another and a long list of reasons. Like, you just knew going in, like, are you surprised going into this situation of any NBA player that it would be Kyrie we're talking about in this? No, not at all. And the fact he's, he keeps stating, I was promised this, I was promised that, 
Okay, let's say for argument's sake, you were. I actually believe they they said, well, work around this. Yeah. Until the official mandate came out. So why don't you... Basketball is a team sport, right? Yeah. Be a team player. Get your damn vaccination. You're not going to grow a third toe or a fifth toe or a sixth toe. Sorry. I only have three. No, I'm just kidding. You're not going to grow a sixth toe and or an extra arm or... You know, your your head, actually, your head's already sw- swollen enough, so I don't think that's possible for it to <laughs> swell even more. You know, they have these um, rules for a reason, and the vaccination, uh, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your fellow man so that we can get back to some normalcy. And Kyrie, you're basically sacrificing a championship. You want You went to Brooklyn with KD to win a championship. But apparently this stance is more important than winning a championship. And on top of that, if I'm KD, that's that's friendship termination right there. I don't care if we're boys. If we're boys, then we set out to we set out to win a title together. And you back out because you don't want to get something done because you just care about yourself. I don't believe a word Kyrie says. He's a flipping liar. Yeah, and I wouldn't blame KD for that too. I think that the friendship was like tenuous at best. Like, I mean, it was pretty much just one guy just like hoping this one guy would get his shit together, gets him to come over, and it just hasn't worked out. But I'm going to pull a you, and I have a question for you, Mel. Perfect. Do you think Kyrie's going to play this season? (laughs) See, I thought about that long and hard too. I think he's the only guy that would actually sit out to prove a point. So I don't see him lacing up uh, his shoe, his sneakers and getting on the hardwood this season. I don't see it unless I've heard that um, there's, I guess there's, um, there's a, there's a running for New York. And I heard the, um, one of the parties is revisiting the mandate. So if he gets elected, maybe there's a slim chance, but I don't see, I honestly, I don't see him putting on a jersey this season. What about you? Um, I'm actually going to agree with you. I would be very, very surprised to hear Kyrie come out and say that he got the vaccine and that he was ready to play. Like, I hope he does. Well, actually, no, I don't hope he, I, I hope he fucking sits out the whole time. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. I, I think <laughs> fucking great. So, um, but, but I, I'm going to agree with you. Like I would be actually shocked. We will do a shout out on the pod and be like, wow, this guy actually did it. Okay. Kudos to you. And you're going to play b-ball. You're probably going to get a couple of games before he pulls his next fucking stunt is the only thing. I, I just don't think he can afford to, um, backtrack, uh, his stance because he's already, he's already given a reason and he's already missed a bunch of games. So he would look like the biggest jackass. If he went and got his vac- vaccination. Okay, so then last point on Kyrie is if he does play again, is it with the Nets? Do you see a trade scenario? Like, are, are they just sick and tired of him? Is that over? Or they're just hoping and praying that he comes back and that it's going to be okay? Or I'm calling Portland. I'm calling Portland. For Dame? For Dame. Straight up, one for one. I mean, awesome. unless you want to make it interesting. <laughs> Why would Portland do that? <laughs> Why would Portland do that? Because Dame is there's rumblings. Dame was chilling with LeBron and AD. There's rumors he wants to be in New York. 
there are so many different rumors going around and Dame always says the right things. And I give kudos to Dame's on his professionalism. Kyrie, you should take notes, but you can, you only play in this league for so long and you're only at your best for so long. Dame wants to win a title. You think Dame Harden and uh, Durant together is not going to get him. It's going to be filthy. That's fucked. And I'm sure the Nets will give the sun and the moon and whatever else they have to do to Portland to sweeten the deal. But I'm calling Portland because I don't want Dame going to Philly. Yeah. Which is is our next guy that we're going to talk about. Great transition. Because (laughs) I was about to say, moving on to a bigger fucking idiot, possibly (laughs) the biggest idiot diva in any sport right now outside of maybe Neymar. Ben, oh, <laughs> ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76ers, worst player on the team, who apparently in his mind holds all the cards because this guy is a complete clown. Declares <laughs> he doesn't want to be in Philly. Guess what? You're not worth as much as you thought. Plus, your GM's an idiot, what he's asking for. But maybe it's as a fuck you to you. Uh, I think that'd be great if he came out and he said, yeah, I asked for the moon just as, like, I knew I wasn't going to get it. Whatever. And he's he's even said if it takes four or five years, he, he will wait this out. So that's fantastic on his part. Then guess what? You actually, without telling anybody, they find out you are in Philly and you are going to report. And then when you report, you're in sweatpants and you're chilling on your cell phone. And you're doing everything you possibly can to tell the fans. And more importantly, your teammates who like they're your teammates and you're just telling them, (laughs) I don't give a shit. I can't stress enough that this guy is the one player I want as far away from the Raptors this season as possible. I never want to see him in the uniform. This guy trade him to an L.A. team. I don't even care if he wins or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Get him. (laughs) Into his reality show spotlight he wants. I would love if they sent him somewhere absolute shit. Like he goes to Charlotte. Go (laughs) ahead. But this guy is a clown. Melky, I've expressed my feelings multiple times to you. And and you back to me. I kind of know where you're going to go with this. And I think you might agree with me. Who's the bigger clown? Him or Kyrie? Dude, Ben Simmons. (laughs) I actually disagree. I think Kyrie's the biggest, the bigger joke. But... Uh, I, 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 yeah, Kyrie is a lifelong, like, crusty the clown <laughs> on syndication. But Ben Simmons <laughs> right now. It's the battery and light bulb show. <laughs> ben Simmons does like the evil Knievel of stupidity. It's in the spotlight and we see it. So it's, it's more like makes me more pissed off where Kyrie is in the shadows and just doing like ignorant stuff or just like saying dumb shit where I'm just like. All right, I don't got I don't have time for this. I'm not a Nets fan. I hope he stays out. Simmons bothers me because I don't want him near the Raptors, and there's been rumors. Yeah, there will always be rumors because he is a different type of talent. I think with Ben, it's his feelings got hurt. That's the difference. Of course it did. His feelings got hurt, and people have a hard time looking in the mirror and admitting when it's their fault or part or part of it is their fault. And the playoff run was definitely, especially it was a game seven. Yeah definitely his fault when you give up an open layup and dish it out we talked about it on the pod i mean it was it it was one of the most cowardly nba moments i've ever seen absolutely and this guy's a former what first overall 
first overall. And yeah, your coach throws you under the bus and you're the best player on the team throws you under the bus. Should should that have not been said? Probably should have should have happened under uh, you no know, behind closed doors. Having said that, get tougher skin. Yeah. There are ways around it. Like you could have avoided this. Like Daryl Morey probably wouldn't be so vengeful or spiteful if you handled this accordingly. You're a little crybaby. Why don't you work on your shooting and your game so that you can back it up and then you don't have this this uh, problem happening instead of whining and crying that you want out of Philly and you think a fresh start's going to help you. If you can't shoot, you can't shoot. If if you can't hit free throws, you can't hit free throws. A different uh, change of scenery isn't going to help that. Like, yeah, you can go to Sacramento. Would you rather lose for the, re- for the rest of your career in Sacramento? Yeah. Because like, you're not getting sent to Sacktown, man. You're not getting traded to the destinations you want. You're not going to LA. You're not going to either LA spots. I'm sorry. You're not going. I mean, the the best case scenario would be trade one head problem for another. Kyrie for Ben. But they don't want to do that. Because you know why? I actually think Ben, Ben's relationship with the Sixers can be mended. I actually think they now there were rumors. Oh well, no, there wasn't rumors. There's facts. After he got tossed out of practice, okay, for refusing to. Uh, which to I was going to shout out that Doc kicked him out. Which is uh, Doc. Doc doesn't take shit from anyone. After getting tossed from practice for refusing to to take part in a defensive drill, the next day he had a meeting with Maury, Doc, and B and the team to clear the air. And he said, mentally, I'm not there. And they all, so I don't know the full details of what was discussed, but mentally, he's not there. I think with rehabilitation and him looking in the mirror, they can mend whatever, whatever fence is left and go try and win a title. Because if not, I'm sorry, Ben, you're going to be sent to probably the worst places in the NBA because Maury is not going to give you away. Unfortunately for him, he plays in Philly, and the fans are never going to stop letting you know that. And as an Eagles fan, trust me, I know. But the craziest <laughs> part is, is you're right, man. It, like these guys are still so young, and the game is there. You can see it in his defense and the way he he is on the court. That like if he actually got it together, if he he's just always been mentally soft. Like I just I just Charmans. I don't see him getting out of this, and. Although surprising, I I do you kind of have won me over. I do kind of agree that I think he could mend relationships with Philly, and if he started to play and he went on just a heater, yeah, I I think a lot could be forgiven because Philly fans were like starting to before this recent bullshit, but they were starting to be like, all right, whatever, start. But he kind of blew that. What cares everything? Yeah, talent and fucking winning. <laughs> Thank you. So you don't, you don't think if him if he actually accepts he's the number two yeah. on the team and it runs through Joel and he learns how to shoot you don't have to shoot threes I'm sorry but a mid range you're a point guard you're six foot ten you don't mean to tell me when you grew up playing the game of basketball you didn't learn how to shoot a jump shot yeah that's ridiculous and free throws free throws have been a part of the game since. I don't want to say the dawn of time, but since, you know, the early inception, 
You mean to tell me you didn't in college and on the playground, you didn't shoot free throws, bro. These are fundamental skills you need to have to succeed. Learn to do them and you'll be okay. He reminds me of, and like even we've always played with guys like this too, where they're like so fucking good at the game that they don't have to try at it. And when you're growing up and you're playing dusters like you and I and Kevin, all that, <laughs> it, it's great. Cause you just wipe the floor and that's what gets you to a career. Ben Simmons was a first overall and growing up, I mean, this guy dominated, like it's there, but it's just like, he didn't really have to, like, it, it was just so, it came so easy, so natural to him to now that any kind of adversity and the fact that he's in Philadelphia and he blows like a game seven and, and the pressure is on and the media is getting to him. And, and if he's a diva, like everyone says he is, and it looks like he is, he's probably on social media, constantly reading the comments, like, just mentally, dude, this guy is soft to begin with. I just don't see it. You're playing in a league of men. It's not a league of boys. Toughen up. Okay. Enough with these clowns. Okay. Honk, honk. Time for a little bit of celebration. A little bit of celebration because it's the 75th anniversary. And there is nothing, nothing that the NBA loves more than bringing out lists. They do it every two or three years, everybody, and it creates controversy, and it's great to read. So we have the 75th anniversary team, and there's a little bit of a controversy to this one. I know Clay Thompson thinks he should be on that list, but I want to know from you, Melky, are there any snubs that you can think of? Oh, yeah. Or do, do you agree with the list? And I can tell, yeah, I'm going to agree. I have a few, too. I for the most part, I agree with the list, but there, there's one that stands out in particular, and it's not Clay Thompson, actually. You might know him. He still plays in the league. Been with the Lakers twice now. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, Mr. Fuck. Magic. So glad you fucking, that's my number one circled. How do you not have this man on that list? He owned the league from, 20, from 2007 to uh, 2012. Yeah, he's an NBA champion. His career stats: sixteen point one points, twelve point one rebounds. He's played eleven hundred eighty-five games. Uh, he's a career fifty-six um, percent free throw shooter and fifty-eight point seven field goal percentage shooter. You can talk about domination. This man was the icon. This guy was the definition of domination and did it with a sense of humor and a sense of raw power that nobody thought he'd get to. I remember, I remember when he was drafted, he's out of high school, right? I think he's uh, out of high school and people thought there could be potential, but he's got to work on fundamentals. Plus he had that clown. We were talking about clowns. We had, he had that clown. Um, the, the coach in Orlando looks like Mario. Oh, oh, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, Van Gundy. Yeah, fucking yeah. loudmouth. Who he used to rag on, which he did the best Van Gundy impression. But come <laughs> on. Like, like, how do you leave him off? Like, I, I'm i sorry. Bill Walton does not deserve to be on that list. Yeah. Um, I I think he would. he's way better player than Bill Walton. And no disrespect to Bill Walton, but come on. I just think it's like a lot of recency bias. I'm not denying that Anthony Davis has the potential to be fucking great, but like 
how do you put some of these guys' names on this list and you don't have fucking Dwight Howard? And there's a couple of names too you can throw out there. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Derek Rose. Like there's some guys snubbed from this list that are, are serious contention for because of some massive names that played with them at the same time. They're not getting the recognition they deserve. Like I don't – like some of these na- – like ah man, the Dwight Howard one was a real noticeable. That, that was the first name. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody can agree with that too. Like, I mean, just how many all-stars defensive players of the year. I mean, the fact when this guy was Superman, like this guy, he, he was spotlight. Like he was the NBA. He was the face for a while. Like, they, yeah. they had, you know, you have your group of guys that are the face. He is the face. He threw a ball in the net for his dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like how impressive is that? So I don't know, man. Like I said, Bill Walton does not deserve to be on there. And there's a couple other guys um, that don't deserve it. But I'm I'm interested to hear who do you have? I know you had him at one, but who else did you have on that list? Of snubs? Yeah, of snubs. Yeah. Yeah. So so that I was kind of referencing. So I had Manu Ginobili, Derek, oh, Manu, okay. Tony Parker. Yeah. Like there's a couple of names. I tried to here's the thing. It was like I was trying to avoid going with classic NBA because I can only watch so much NBA highlights and form my own opinion. Like I, I can go by more guys that I've watched live since 2009. Like, so that's why Dwight Howard was obviously the biggest stick out. And, but, but you know, it's these guys who are part of the Chris Weber team and stuff like that. Like there's just some real, like, I don't know. It, NBA, but, but the good news is in two years, we're going to have a new list. Oh, absolutely. So bring it on. Anybody <laughs> else you have besides Dwight? Uh, I know there's so many, and they didn't even rank me. They did it in alphabetical order and shit too, which is so ridiculous. And they did it purposely not to number it. Of course they didn't. They're a bunch of bastards. Yeah. No, like I, I think Dwight just stood out to me. Like he, he just epitomized basketball, like in the paint basketball, and he is probably the next big thing to Shaq. Yep. Like Shaq was that powerful and that dominant. And then Dwight was right after, well, not right after, but a little later on, Dwight was the one that was so raw and powerful. I remember, I don't remember um, when the Raptors played the magic in the playoffs and it was Dwight versus Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh looked like a child compared to Dwight Howard. Yeah. That he was, <laughs> I just always remember, man, just, he was so jacked and so massive on the floor and just like such a commanding presence. And then, yeah, you talk about Shaq and stuff when he went to the Lakers, like that was supposed to be the big thing. And just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, he's one of those guys too, where the NBA, especially, but, but other sports rings and championships mean so much. And you're always like overshadowed by the six, you know, and the five. So it's like it's hard for some of these guys to get the recognition. And now it's like the NBA is not even giving it to them. There's a lot of guys on that list that don't have rings. Dame doesn't have a, a ring. Yep. Um, yeah, that one stood out to me. Like I and I love Dame. Dame is a fuck. Dame we just praised him office. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Dame is lo- box office, but he doesn't have a ring. Yeah. Dwight has a ring. Just saying. Oh, and then uh, and quickly shout out Gooby. Uh, Dwayne Wade's on the list. Don't even worry. Don't <laughs> even worry. He can sleep soundly knowing. Yeah, uh, he can sleep soundly. Okay. I say it's move on time because the next segment we have, Melky, classic. We started last season doing this as well. We're doing drum roll predictions. 
end of season predictions. And yes, the predictions don't mean anything right now because we are only what eight to nine games in the season. Everything's going to change. I still believe because of the condensed schedules, we're going to see a ton of injuries this year. I I really think that that's going to be a talking point in the future. Having said that, we're going to start by naming East and the West are 10 and Melky. We're going to start in the East buddy. And I'm going to have you do the first and then I'll do West. Sure. All right. So Eastern conference. Yes, sir. I've got the defending champs in the number one spot. They're going to get it together. I'm writing it beside mine. So I follow. along. (laughs) Okay. I got the Brooklyn nets and number two, James Harden and Kevin Durant. I'm not betting against those two. Got the Miami heat. Kyle Lowry's new uh, area code area code and number three and my number four. And remember how I had that one team last year that I, I guess I was on the bandwagon, you know, they're called the Phoenix suns. I have a new one this year, the Chicago bulls at number four. Wow. Number four. They are going to be my new Phoenix suns this season. Okay. Number five, we're going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben is coming back. He's going to get back into the fold. They're going to be in the top five. Okay. Going six, New York Knicks. I just think they have depth. I don't like them 100%, but I like them better than some of the other teams. Okay. I got the Atlanta Hawks at number seven. Okay. I've got the Charlotte Hornets at number eight, and I like the Hornets and Ball. Lamello, yeah, he. I'm telling you, man, this guy. I mean, yeah, he can't dress to save his life, and that suit was horrendous. The car was nice, but he has no fear. I admire that about him. So I got Charlotte at number eight. I got Washington at number nine, and as I said earlier, I got the Toronto Raptors at number ten. Wow, not bad, not bad. And you had Bucks three. Bucks at number one. Bucks one. Bucks one. Yeah. yeah Bucks one. Nets two. Heat three. Uh, Bucks one. Nets two. Miami three. Yeah. Chicago four. Yeah. Philly five. Uh, New York six. Atlanta seven. Charlotte eight. Washington nine. Toronto ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So uh, somewhat pretty similar. So yeah, I've got um, Milwaukee at number one. I think yep. Giannis, I, I, he's going to be in serious contention. Little spoiler alert, but he he's going to be in serious contention for MVP again. And uh, the team is just as strong, even though they lost guys like PJ Tucker and whatnot, which is still a surprise to me. Number two, I got Miami. Oh, you've got yeah. the heat. I have full faith in Lowry. I believe it. Jimmy Butler is a real stud. I, you know, you're going to have to know if Harrow and these other guys are going to be able to step up. And I think that they're going to, and you're going to see it close, but I have them too. That leads to Brooklyn being number three. And this is going to be going up and down all season. Mm-hmm. I don't think Harden's going to play Durant's another guy who I always have up there for MVP consideration. I think he's going to have a crazy year now. Wild card random. If they get Dame. Yep. If they possibly they move to second, possibly maybe first for me. Just just on a absolute point <laughs> out there. Okay. If they get Dame, it's game over. Everybody else may as well pack it in. Just give yeah. the Larry O'Brien trophy to Brooklyn. Okay, so number four, I have Philly. 
but I had them possibly without Ben Simmons. I still think they're going to be four. This team, if everyone forgets, was number one in the East last year. Joel Embiid is real, and Doc's a regular season coach. I see no reason why, and if they get Simmons back, then it's for sure that they're a top four team. So I, I see Philly not really regressing that much. Number five, Chicago. Hell yeah. DeMar is looking like the perfect 1B, 2A player. Mm-hmm. And going to that organization with his history and, and the fans that have been suffering, not that I'm the biggest Chicago fan, but we were all Jordan bandwagoners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy to see what he's doing. So I've got uh, Chicago there. And then next, I've got the Knicks. Okay. The They're looking pretty spot. Yep, they're looking pretty, pretty nice. I've like RJ in the Canadian connection. I'm glad what the Raptors did to them the other night. So but, fantastic. But, yeah, but they're gonna keep it up. Like they're the real deal. And and having guys like Kemba on the team and everything now, like it's a real difference in that locker room. So um and then after that I've got Atlanta. I don't have them necessarily going as far in the playoffs. But they're, I mean, Trey, I, I still believe in Trey. Like, he won me over. He won both of us over in the playoffs. So I've got Atlanta. And then it's going to be the Pacers. You get, they got the Pacers? Ooh, that's yeah. a stretch. Yeah. Okay. At eight. And then nine, Charlotte. And then 10, Raptors. And there's about three arrows between <laughs> Pacers <laughs> and Charlotte going back and forth between eight and nine. So you can switch them out. And then I did, like I said earlier, I've got Raptors going 10. Yeah. I can't argue with that list. Uh, it's Once you get past, uh, I think like five and six, it's interchangeable, right? Yeah. Injuries play a huge part. I got a mind-blowing possible scenario for you. Okay. Because I don't think Atlanta is going to do much this season either. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. But what if, what if they traded for Ben Simmons and you had Ben Simmons with Trey Young as your backcourt? You have the pieces. Collins, obviously, you you have to give up. And maybe Cam Reddish. You have you have the draft capital because you haven't been good in a long time. So I know you've got some stash picks somewhere. Yeah, but man, I just don't see that scares me, too, because with that Atlanta chemistry and bringing in Ben, I could see him coming into that team and thinking he's still the number one guy. That scares me. But yet, but he wouldn't he wouldn't have to be the number one He (laughs) have to be the facilitator. Yeah. And Trey Young can just be Trey Young. Yeah. That's. I actually never thought about that trade. It's not bad. It's interesting. If I'm Atlanta, I don't think I think it was storybook last year. Yeah. I don't think they're ever getting back to the. Uh, yes, I agree the, with you. the Eastern Finals or NBA Championship anytime soon. You have Trey Young, and then you have a bunch of pieces. Yeah. A lot of teams have at least two cornerstones. So it's just something they should think about. Okay. I agree with you. So moving on now, we're going to be doing the Western Conference playoffs. And my prediction for the 10. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number one, I got the Lakers. And I hate to say it. And I 
whatever. I'm going to say right now, I don't have them winning the championship, so screw them. But <laughs> I do, but I do have them finishing uh, first in the West. It's going to be close. Number two, I got Utah Jazz. They're going to still be the same team. They're going to run that same plan. I think they're going to still be dominant in the West. A little bit of bandwagonish, and we didn't even talk about the they released this year's like jerseys. Oh God. And, Utah Phoenix kept the same. Yeah. So unreal. Like some of them are nice. And and I will only nice thing I'll say about Lakers is those purples with the blue are really nice this year. I actually like them. They're interesting. Yeah. Melky might be adding it to his collection. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm seriously thinking about doing the Phoenix because it was so hard to find any Utah jazz stuff anywhere. Apparently nobody buys Utah jazz stuff. That's why they're picked last. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Number three, I got Denver. Now, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, there's no timetable on Jamal Murray. Like, what's what are we looking at? There hasn't been any news really on his update. Hopefully, so I, better. I have an asterisk on this one, and it's with Jamal Murray. Yeah, it, it that's all contingent on Jamal appearing. But I this does they still have a stacked team. Like exactly, they they have Gordon. They have. Um, What's uh Porter Porter Jr. just signed his new deal. I think he needs you. Okay, you just signed like basically a max contract or close to it. Okay, time to step up. Yeah, put up or shut up. I agree, and that was a big point we said last year too. So I, I don't know, man. They they had when Jamal was in the lineup, they maybe had the best all around squad in the nba or at least fighting for it and they had a, a real chance so the best I still, roll, uh, tandem too yep okay so next up i've got phoenix suns bandwagon buddy over here i mean they re-signed chris paul massive contract but uh those young guys booker aiden like that team's on a roll and they're not going to stop so i've got them there next up the la clippers this is a team that's a big question mark for me because what Kawhi are they getting back and when are they getting him back? And that could be a huge difference because if Kawhi comes back, Raptors Kawhi and Paul George is continuing from the playoff, taking a more leadership role in that typical Clippers team, uh, they could definitely move up the charts. And I think I could seriously be wrong. And then following that up, <clears throat> got Dallas. Mm-hmm. After that, a team that I'm, Honestly, man, I I almost had these guys in the top five, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah. I think with Steph Curry, like Clay Thompson, this team right now, I think that they can make a real comeback this year. I truly do. I, I think that you could see some real and, – and how everybody's fucking up with the new basketball. And Steph's just going to keep being Steph. So Golden State, I can see making a real push. He needs to learn how to score in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah. And then I've got Memphis after that. And then just kind Josh. of a watch. Yeah. And then after that, I've got New Orleans. The Pelicans? Yeah. With an overweight. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to make the overweight joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're going to be the play in Shaq and Charles's love child. Oh, my God. Did I send you that? Or Yeah. That I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he does look like their love child. Yeah. No, he's too fat to play right now. I'm sorry. You're not and I love the team like I but he he has to be at least 300 pounds right now or pushing 300. And you're supposed to come back in 2 weeks. Now I know you got trainers throughout. 
yeah and you everything at your fingertips but put the fucking fork down man like stop eating everything on on bourbon street stop it Just stop <laughs> it okay and then finally for the west and then who was the team oh yeah portland at, at, as your 10 yeah yeah but 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 the bottom three like just all asterisks beside them interchangeable but yeah barring trades and whatever i mean if hopefully that team's not just completely stripped alive by the end of the season which i think there's a good chance they might and then that's that's done for them that's all she wrote yeah <laughs> your list i like your list um i think you went a little safe i definitely did yeah yeah but so get ready for mine because okay mine's mine's pretty interesting but your middles are pretty much like mine like okay but my number one yeah golden state warriors oh dude awesome fuck number one i went way too safe golden state warriors are back clay is coming soon (laughs) good for you i think i think golden state this is these guys are getting up there this is probably the last hurrah for them to do something. Have a, a one or two year window with this group. You also have a vaccinated Andrew Wiggins. I don't know if that counts for anything. <laughs> Great call. I love it. But I got G State at number one. Fucking right. Number two team, Utah Jazz. Can't argue with them. Fundamentally sound. Play defense. Rudy Gobert impresses me every year uh, mvp candidate right now which is pretty scary uh i love spider aka d mitch um i hate their jerseys though they need to they need to do something about that color scheme fire whomever is in charge of that shit let me do it or let bon i do it we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. better in utah number three denver nuggets again all contingent on jamal murray but this team has the possible makeup to be the best team in the NBA with what they have. It just losing Jamal Murray killed them and it derailed them. But if he can get back to like 80% Jamal Murray, they'll go far enough. Number four, your Los Angeles Lakers. And you know why I have them number four? Because when Wessel, Wessel, um, Russell Westbrook or yeah. Westbrick fires those shots and hits the backboard, Harder than you and I could ever fucking do it. I'm sorry, man. That's a cause of con- that's a positive concern. I just besides the big three, what else do you have? I I can't trust a group of guys that have to rely on Metamucil day in and day out. I just can't do it. So I got them at number four. Number five, the sun is shining in Phoenix. I got the Phoenix Suns. Uh, nice team. I think they're gonna take a step back. They should have won the title. They pissed me off when they didn't. So for that, you go to number five. Number six, uh, my favorite football team, not my favorite basketball team, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas needs to trade Porzingis. Yes. Only then they can actually move forward. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in that middle of the pack. As good as Luca is, he needs supporting cast. And actually, it's a black good. hole right now for them. Yeah. Like they need to do, they need to, this year, they need to go all in. All in. Number seven, 
Memphis Grizzlies. John ja Moran is real, man. He is real. Valanciunas has always been a good soldier. Um, Dylan is is a good player. Another Canuck. They they're on the rise. They're a team on the rise. I can I can see them doing big things. I, I think Jaw is a special player. Number eight, Dame Dollar and the Portland Trail Trail Blazers. Unless they strip that team, uh, but I mean, it's Dame, right? It's Dame time always in Portland. So I can't. I can't disrespect them and have them off this list. So they're at number eight. And then I got the stepchild of the Los Angeles area, the Clippers. No Kawhi, no success. That team is basically a bunch of old guys, too, with um, pandemic P. So I don't trust them. And if Kawhi doesn't come back in time, they're probably missing the playoffs or in the play-in. And last but not least, a little surprise I think this team is due. They've got the pieces. It's basically Canada of the U.S. Yeah. Talking the Minnesota Timberwolves at number <laughs> 10 with Kat and D'Angelo. And um, who's the kid that won Rookie of the Year? Uh, oh, man. I'm all, yeah. I always forget his name man, because he's so quiet, but he's so good. Yep. Um, Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Sorry, uh, I think it finally clicks for them. And yeah. you know what? They're like the Raptors, no expectation. So I think they'll sneak in. They won't do much, but at least they'll have something to play for. That's my top ten in the West. That's a great call. I'm looking at them, man. Beasley. I've always, we've always liked D'Angelo, Towns, Edwards. Like that's. I actually didn't give them their due. I really didn't even look at them. That was a great call. Fuck. Okay, so. That was our top 10. Yes, I will admit with the West that I played it safe. However, <laughs> going forward now to our conference finals, in honor of Kev last year and calling us out, I did not play it safe here, Malky. Okay. I went, I went pro-line shooting for the Stars. <laughs> so I want to say mine first because you kind of blew my mind. And, Go for it. and it's going to relate to your choices. Perfect. Okay, so in the East finals, I got Milwaukee making a return. Versus the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. 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 And the winner of that, I've got the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> got the Bucks. I want to choose Kyle Lowry. I think it's going to be real close. There's going to be some amazing storylines. It might, if that series actually happened, it could be one of the best. Um, but I have the Bucks going to the finals in the East. I didn't want to choose the Nets or anything. Not going. It's relatively safe, but not that safe. The it's West. not safe right now. They don't have their uh, third uh, star. Okay, so the West. <laughs> I thought I was, but I'm no longer thinking that I was going to blow your mind. Because in the West, contingent on this one player, but I'll, I'm going to say it. I had Golden State versus the Nuggets in the finals. Oh, see, yes. that's a mind blow. Exactly. I shot for the stars with this one. I had even looked, and i glad you called me out. It was a little safe. I hate the Lakers at first, already regretting it, but I won't take it back. But I have the Nuggets versus Golden State Warriors, and I have the Nuggets going to the NBA Finals to face off against the Milwaukee Bucks, Milky. So something finally good happens in the in Denver, in in the little D of uh, the yeah. United States. Wow, Kevin will be happy about that. Yes, I, <laughs> I think the points that you made for Denver already with the contract put up, shut up, with Jamal coming back, like having. The, 
the clear, well, one of the MVPs last year, like it's time. And I think that this team when healthy right now is going to go back to being one of, like I said, one of the most all around best consistent teams in the NBA. It was no accident. They got to the West finals a couple of years ago. They just weren't ready. Like it's, it's one of those things where like you like the Atlanta Hawks last year. Yeah. You, you like over, over uh, achieved, you overachieved and they did, but they have a way better roster than Atlanta. I'm sorry. Like, so Denver, it's time. Like you have all these guys are in their prime. Take advantage of it. And everybody's signed a reasonable deal. So take advantage of it. So that, that that's a great, I love that. That honestly, man, see that's, that's a mind blow. I want so, Golden State Denver. So let's hear yours, Melky. So I played it a little safer. Okay. I went with Milwaukee, of course. The class, they're the class of these. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. And they're going up against Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's winning that. Okay. Brooklyn is winning it. James Harden wants to. You called this last year. I did, but I did not expect these injuries to happen. And De- uh, Kevin Durant was a shoe size away from taking them to the next round. Yep. So I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets representing the East. And in the West, see, this is why I work with you. You, <laughs> you picked Golden State. I have Golden State. I love it. And they're I thought I was going to blow your mind. <laughs> and they're playing the Lake Show. Okay. And the Lake Show's losing. Oh. And we're having a final of Kevin Durant versus Steph Curry to see who is the best of the best. And Kevin Durant wants to prove them wrong. Because he didn't get his accolades and he didn't get his shower of cheers because it's it's Steph's team. It's Steph's town. And we have the Brooklyn Nets beating the Golden State Warriors, putting Kevin Durant on Mount Rushmore. Wow, that's a spicy meatball. I love it. You answered the question that you saw coming out of my mouth already. Who is going to win that series, win the finals? Wow, so Brooklyn's finally going to do it. The super team. Steve Nash, I got to think, would be up for coach of the year if all of this is happening, Malky, the way you're saying it. No, the Chicago coach is getting it. Yeah. For making them relevant. But, yeah, like, I mean, it could be Steve Nash, like, especially uh, if Kyrie's not playing at all. So yeah. you're down, you're down your, your, one of your, your big bullets one of your big guns so to speak and you take them to the promised land but i just think durant and james harden are going to be on a mission i love the patty mills signing i love aldridge coming back i even like the paul Millsap uh signing as well they have depth they have a great coach and it's kevin durant i hard to argue with anything you're saying uh and just great and yes i love that we both chose golden state so my finals between the Nuggets and the Bucks, Melky, I've got the Bucks winning their second title in a row. Back to back. And not only this, but this is going to answer the next question because Giannis is going to win his second MVP in a row. Now, the player I have beside is Steph Curry. I have runner-up for MVP this year, and that ties into mm-hmm. what I think Golden State's going to do. And then obviously I have Kevin Durant third, which is great. But Steph Curry second, but I have Giannis. This Milwaukee team, they're going to seal the deal. They're not going to become a dynasty. I'm not saying anything like that. 
But these two years are Milwaukee's years, and and this guy's going to put it up. He's what only twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. He's just going to have a, a stellar. They're going to they're not going to fall out of the top three at all this season. They're just on a run. And yes, they lost guys like PJ and whatnot. But I mean, the guys they still have there. How, how can you say no? And they still have talent throughout. They they've made some nice depth uh, moves as well. Porter or Portis, sorry, Portis resigned. Yep. Uh, that it's Giannis, man. Like you, you can't bet against the Greek freak. I have him as my runner up as MVP. My MVP is, is one Kevin Durant. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, yeah, according to you, I would agree with that. Brooklyn winning it him. And, and that that's such a crazy storyline that I didn't know. I want to is Kevin Durant proving that he didn't need the super team in golden state. Mm-hmm. And, and Kevin Durant is the type of guy. And I honestly think in the most positive way possible, I say this, he's also a freak that I think that he could will himself and his team to win based on shit like that. I, I just think perseverance, right? He, well, he came back from the Achilles. Uh, it's only, it's another year removed where he's back in action. He not having Kyrie, I think that's going to fuel him. I think James Harden and him being on the same page is going to fuel each other. James Harden, he's a free agent. This is his best chance to win. You're not winning if you go to Philly. I'm sorry. You're not winning in Philly. You need to win in Brooklyn. So do it now and prove everyone wrong. Make the narrative that you guys... Former teammates in OKC, where you were too young back then, but now you're the best players, arguably top five players in the NBA, that get it done. And in spite of no Kyrie, this is supposed to be a big three. And you just prove that you don't need him, and you go out and do it yourself. I just think Brooklyn is prime. There's so much at stake, and there's so much they have they want to prove. I just think it's going to all come together this season. Awesome. Great picks. I always love our prediction sections in any sports, man, because you know there's always at least a couple hot takes. And just like last year, we'll revisit this January, February, midseason, see where we're at. And then going into the playoffs, we'll we'll see who was more right and who was more wrong, like always. Absolutely. Can't wait. Okay. So quick little two segments before we end the show. The first one, just a quick shout out to Leo and Rod, two voices of the Toronto Raptors that have left the organization. Um They've been a huge part. We still got Jack and, you know, the like Davis and stuff like the replacements. I'm I'm fine with it. But but these two guys leaving is, is quite the shock. They've been a big part of the Raptors organization and us hearing over the last couple of years. Sad to see them go. Uh, they're both icons when it comes to Canadian basketball, especially Leo. Apparently, though, he's still working with TSN. He's just not going to yeah. do the broadcasting. So I found that really odd. It was very shocking uh, Rob Black's been there forever, so I, I guess he just wanted to do something else or move on. But I think it's going to be sad. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, it could be that too, right? Like he's he's been on TSN forever, and it's sad to see. Like I, I actually like Leo's voice. It's calming. It's the calming factor opposed to um, the other two broadcasters they have. But Alvin's going to do a great job. He already has. Alvin knows basketball. Um, Alvin, Williams, how can you, how can you not yeah. like it? And, and he's put in the work over the last couple of years. Like he's been solid. Absolutely. He knows, and he knows the players better than anyone. He's, he's close to them. He's closer to their age. So 
it's a great, uh, it's a new beginning. It's a new chapter, and I can't wait to see what happens. I think Alvin's going to do a great job. We'll miss Leo. We'll miss Rob Black, but, you know, times change. You got to move on. Yep, new year coming back to Toronto. Fresh team, fresh faces. It's how it is. We'll miss you guys, but it's, it's time for the new look Raptors, man, going into these 20, roaring 20s. Roaring 20s. That's an it. absolute shite so far. Okay. <laughs> so last season, in honor of the great Black Mama, Kobe Bryant, we ended every episode with a top Kobe moment. We love doing it so much that we even said last year that we're going to continue it this year. Now, you can only do so many Kobe moments, and the time's passed. It was out of respect, so we're going to move on. We're going to do different things this year. We're going to change it up. We'll have, you know what, if you have a suggestion, let us know. But as we're going, we'll just we'll just see what we like. Who knows? Starting, though, most importantly, this first episode, one that's very near and dear to both our hearts, this is the Kyle Lowry tribute. This guy is the goat, the raptor, the thick booty of this team. I mean, the leader, and I'm hoping, as much as I hate Miami, that he does something. The bulldog. The bulldog. So in honor of Kyle Lowry, who, and I promise you, this is not the last time you're going to hear this man's name on this podcast this year. I'm sure we're going to have another moment. So my Raptor moment is his career high, Melky. And I'm going to be taking you back to February 26, 2016, with the career high 43 points to lead the Raptors over LeBron fucking James and the LeBronto Raptors, those Cleveland Cavaliers who always had our number in the playoffs. This guy shot it over Della Vidova. God, I always said that guy's wrong. So this game, 43, just put it on his back. It was 2016. It was the where the team really started to transition into what would become that 2019 team. And, and you just saw the Kyle Lowry leadership uh, take sight. Now, Melky, did I take yours? You did. <laughs> I have it exactly written the same way you just read it. Uh, so I'm going to find. I'll do, I'll do some Jeopardy music. In do, 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 do. Do, do, do. I mean, you can't really go wrong. There's a ton of moments. I, oh, I, man, there's, I hope there's, there's none like that. that overshadow. And I hope he's a uh, he signs a one day contract and retires as the raps. He's got. He's it. gonna have a statue. Yeah. No, he. Um, you know, I, I, I hope, I hope Miami does something. I just, I because of Gooby, I can't stand them. And <laughs> Gooby and I had to. Um, well, we were younger. The only basketball games I was allowed to see. Was with as before you and I like started talking more and other people. It was against Miami because he's had such a hard on for Dwayne Wade. So I saw nothing but Miami games except for the one Laker game, um, that we saw where we cheered for Kobe wearing <laughs> wearing Raptor jerseys and people turned around like, "Why are you cheering for the Lakers?" It's like that don't matter. It's Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. Um, do you remember the Miami uh, series? couple years ago i know exactly what you're talking about yep lowry hits that three ball near the end to take it to ot yep yeah i think that is a thing of beauty that just defined lowry in the clutch a guy you can always depend on a guy that never said never says never say die attitude uh that was an exciting year we went to the eastern conference finals for the first time in um team history lost to lebron but we took him to six and yeah, just that—that's just Larry in a nutshell, man. Always dependable, Mister Reliable. 
that was a hell of a game too. And yeah, man, just that was just a phenomenal shot because I didn't think it was going in. I don't know about you, but I definitely didn't think it was dropping. No, and and dude, honestly, great moment. That one brings back memories, man. I still remember my buddy got a brand new apartment, spent pretty much all his money on a fucking large screen TV and a fucking couch. <laughs> so we're all just huddled there drinking beer, watching that as it sank in, going nuts in this bare bones apartment. So great call with that moment. That that for me, like what I'm talking about, is one of those moments where I actually remember being there watching it. Yeah, I remember I was uh I was living in Milton with a common troll, and uh, I was glued to my <laughs> seat. And I did not think it was going to drop in like we went nuts uh, as soon as it dropped taking an OT. We didn't get the OT win, but the fact that he got us to OT, it was incredible. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, Melky, episode one. In the books. It's done in the books, buddy. I am fired up. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah, I'm I'm happy throwing brick shots like Russell Westbrook again with your bro. Um, I can't wait to, you know, to get back out in the hardwood and practice missing more shots than ever. It's season two, man. It's going to be nothing but complete misses. Oh, our form impeccable, but we're missing every shot. Melky, where can we find you? Anything going on, buddy? Any last words about this crazy network we're a part of? It's pretty crazy, isn't it? No, yeah. uh, sh- shout out to Anthony um, El Capitan, who runs the ship, for letting us basically do whatever the hell we want. Shout out to you, man, for um, being my partner in crime. My, my El, El Cap, nah, not Capitan, but. Uh, I am the Capitan. Uh, okay, look El Capitan. Yeah, look, look at me. Look at me. I yeah. am the Captain now. <laughs> no, it, you know, thank you for like taking all these dysfunctional journeys uh, on every podcast. Um, you can find me on Show Us Your TDs. You can find me right here on Nothing But Miss. We got mustard coming up. A new season, new cast, new humor, new new movies. Just it's gonna be off the walls. Lots of uh, mustard bukkakis. Like, honestly, like, it's going to be so much to handle. I can't wait. Um, And, yeah, just look forward for – just look towards Ba and I just doing more stuff and, you know, entertaining you all. (laughs) I couldn't have said it any better, man. We've got big things coming. We're excited about this year. All those episodes. Like us on Instagram. Subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're going to listen. I'm Ba, that's Melky. This is episode one of Nothing But Miss. Folks, we're going to see you again, episode two down the line. Peace. Go Raps, go. See ya. See ya. In the middle of the night, had a broken dream Got me blowing smoke by the smithereens Mr. East, never worry for the cream Cash coming in, bad company Sitting comfortably, crunching tree Back of a hard copy novel that I read Poetry written by Theodore Roth Keep my eyes red like a poppy Big pupils black like the seed Head full of steam like a kitchen scene Got mad styles like old girlfriend Seeing your car, grabbing the keys I keep it keen with the walk that's mean This life was meant to be No matter what problems I receive Whatever's clever, go ahead and
this endeavor You might not always get there on your endeavor It's what's along the way that counts Counting numbers before they reach my jeans I achieve genius subconsciously Long joints look like submarines Yellow shoes, crushed beetles in the apartment Where I sleep, I do this for my people Give them something sweet to listen to A tune to get the drink roll Make sure your drink is full, you better No trendsetter, that's my word I just end it with letters Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be Getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these smoke shows Go down my street, they already know it's me Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be Getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these shows Roll down my street as I awake in the middle of the day, had a fantasy Got me blowing smoke by the smithereens Till there's nothing left to see, no misery Random heads on the street, throwing up signs of peace As I float down a clouded beach, nice to get out I've been locked in my room for the past week Rating 16 verses to match the beat And choose whatever three randomly Then recording my speech, no cue cards Took eight shots and missed the cue ball In the pocket split, that's my cue to leave Like a famous time to cool off From my chest burning like a wick from the smoke I'm Holding it, got a flame in my grip, can't let it go out, no doubt, at least until I'm lit Like the sun before the set, son of a hustler, I followed in his footsteps And kept those papers burning, now all I got is love left Loose lease, got me feeling loosely, thoughts want to make me wonder If you wasn't in mind, what a waste of time in this life So I write down these lines, you could only walk across and see how high I am That's my word, before I'm done I smoke the herb Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be, getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these smoke shows go down my street, they already know it's me Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be, getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these shows roll down my street, they already know it's me Roll that weed, like that weed Blow that smoke to smithereens Roll that weed, light that weed Blow that smoke to smithereens Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be Getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these smoke shows Go down my street, they already know it's me Hey yo, I'm blowing smoke by the smithereens What it do, this is what it be Getting high just to set myself free Blowing O's as I watch these cherries Roll down my street, they already know it's me